0: In this episode of Man Vs. Marriage, help your marriage. I almost sang the Beatles there. The Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Vs. Marriage. The Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage. It is I, the q Dog, in the Moran Family Studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Hey, baby. Hey, sugar. Um, that's where the welcome back to another episode of Man Vs. Marriage is supposed to go. I'm not supposed to botch the intro, but I did
1: well we're kind of doing this in a different time frame so we're not exactly on point right now
0: i would say that that might have something to do it except for the two videos we put out there i screwed that up as well so and i like to keep those screw ups welcome in. to
1: real life
0: welcome to real life music the best it. music this side of the cross okay that's enough that's I could do radio. Shout out
1: to Chris. Yeah, I could do radio <laughs> stuff
0: all day long. So, what is up, you bunch of beautiful people, the beautiful people? We got a great show for you today. And it's a show that I think is very valuable to you, the listener, and especially to the new listeners. And it's a show that's near and dear to my heart because I want to get the message out to you for how to listen and how to learn from this podcast. One thing that we understand is that nobody's journey is the same as ours. However, our journey, as unique as it is, still has plenty of opportunity, plenty of lessons, and plenty of things that you can glean from it so that you can have success in the areas of your marriage where you determine You would like to see improvement. Because you're either progressing or you're regressing. Because idle water sitting still collects mosquitoes. And you don't need mosquitoes. You understand? I feel like I'm going to sneeze. I'm trying to fight the sneeze right now. Somebody help me!
1: Better your mic than mine.
0: (laughs) sneeze is gone all right so here is how i want to lay this program out it's going to be some pretty rapid fire stuff here unless i get caught on a monologue which you man versus marriage nation know and understand can happen at any time funny story real quick i was talking to dad the other day he was talking about he was talking to me about aunt phoebe dean and how you know we used to get her all ramped up just Mm -hmm. because it was fun her and granny both right and, he, and then, you know, we were talking uh, about Papa. Papa came up and, you know, it was another thing because there was some interaction between Papa and Aunt Phoebe Dean back in the day. And I, I said something to the tune of Aunt Phoebe Dean was the Papa of getting mad or fired up or something. Gosh, I wish I had the terminology. my dad was like, you are so right. Because Papa would just start preaching at the drop of a hat, and then Aunt Phoebe Dean had this... They, I said they had the same mechanism that she would get mad and irritated Going and frustrated. Yeah, as, as just as fast as Papa would preach. I use better terminology, and I wish I could remember it. That kind of made the story, and I botched that too. Anyway, here we go. If you're driving, make mental notes. If you're listening to this um, somewhere with a pen and a piece of paper... Excellent. Excellent. Here we go. Number one, why are you here? Why do you listen to this podcast? It has to be for more than I'm a stud and Jeannie is a goddess. I mean, I guess that's one reason. But it's got to be for more than that. Why are you here? Is this show just good information or or does it offer you some kind of value So that you can find, build, create, and that connection that you're looking for in your relationship. I would love to know, why are you here? Do you even know why you're here? Is it just a habitual download every week? Until you determine why you're here listening to the podcast, you may not ever really be able to get every thing out of this show that you could be. Do you need some help with why you're here? Have you admitted to yourself why you think you were here? Why you clicked on man versus marriage? Was it a friend who told you or just something you were scrolling through because you wanted to see a podcast about better communication or better sex or more sex or how to stop arguing so much or maybe there was rules for engagement? What is the reason ...that you are here. That will help me in navigating... ...or helping you navigate this journey. Because I think one thing that's incredibly important... ...is that you determine why you're here... ...you go looking through our 150 plus episodes... ...to date for show titles... ...that resonate with what you want out of this show. And there are... I mean, with 150 plus shows... Crap. Where are we, honey? How many shows? I don't know. Hold on. I'll tell you. I don't count.
1: I just show up.
0: I know. I count. Because it's important for one of us to know this crap. You know, the funny thing is, is that when Josh and I did Moran Brothers, he never got the weeks right. He would say it was week 98 and it was week 121. So, that's pretty funny to me. So, now we're looking at 158 episodes and i would
1: and that's prior to this one airing
0: yeah cuz 100, <laughs> 158 is where we suck cuz we don't just put the bright side of life out there so with 158 plus episodes we try to name these episodes so that they will best prepare you for the content you're going to get so what resonates with you is it sex is it communication is it being vulnerable? Is it how to say hard things to your wife that might be embarrassing? Kind of goes along with vulnerability. Is it trying to figure out how you can build and gain trust with your wife so that y'all will start speaking? Or she's asking you to speak. Get, Come on, talk to me, dude. We've got a show for almost everything. There's one thing we don't have a show for. And that's infidelity. That's just we
1: don't have any experience on that one.
0: And I'm in I'm in the hunt for a guest to come on the show, somebody that I would, you know, trust to bring the right information that has to do with that. Other than that, you're going to be able to find what you're looking for, why you are here once you've determined that. So what show titles resonate with you? Look through all of them. Maybe there's a show title that's missing. Like, I really want to know more about subject ABC. That's when you utilize the email. And you send it to, to Jeannie or myself. And we can put a show out based around that topic. Now look, if we don't know anything about it, we're going to find somebody who does. If we do know something about it, we're going to take from our, we're going to go back to our journey over the last 20 something years and we're gonna pull a story or an experience out and then if it's you and your wife, we'll just refer to you as Jack and Jill based on the question and then we'll give you what you're looking for. Now, when it comes to your journey, honey, anytime there's anything you want to jump in and say just jump in and say it. I know okay. At any time you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to have the exact same thing happen to you. I understand that. But listen, listen to the journey for similarities. Because what we'll do is we'll take those similarities and then we will kind of shape them to help make you better. To help improve some area of your relationship. To help you improve an area of yourself. Because maybe you want to become a better man, or a better professional, or a better husband, or father, etc. Listen to, to the episode, and take note of the tools that we use, because we've used these tools on each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really have. Before this microphone turned on, we were in a pretty intense discussion. Trying to use these tools so that we could better understand where each other are coming from. So listen for the tools. Some of the shows are named after the tools. Soft Place to Land, Hard Talks, Buzzwords, those types of things. So take the tools that we use, whatever the name for the tool is... And then you'll start to create a version of that for yourself. The reason I say that is because Coach Rita and her husband Bill had a certain way that they used these tools for Mm themselves. And they had success. Jeannie and I are not doing it exactly the same. We We have a
1: different family dynamic. We have a different... uh, Well, you and I, although I will admit Bill and Rita have a very similar personality to you and I when it comes to how we communicate and things, but um, we just we we hear each other different. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain way that you talk to me where I'll listen, and there's a certain way that I talk to you where you'll listen. Whereas if she spoke to Bill in that manner, it wouldn't resonate. So we just kind of took what we learned and adapted it to what fits us. Kind of like the coffee talk thing. We took the coffee talk thing from um, Tony and Alyssa and we brought it home and we, we tried it their way. And it was like, this just doesn't fit what we've got going on. So we adapted it to fit our situation and our family life to, to make sense for us.
0: Yeah. I mean, originally it, it started to work. But then COVID hit and so it didn't work anymore.
1: There were aspects of it that didn't work though. The the grading the marriage thing on a regular basis does not work well for me.
0: Man, I forgot about that. that I forgot one, about that part about, you know, how am I that one how I am don't I meeting like your needs?
1: Because it just seemed like I don't know, it just it didn't seem accurate to me. And I didn't like grading each other on a continual basis like that. I, I prefer how we do our check ins of where's your heart. You know, rather than, what's my grade for the week? I don't want a grade for the week.
0: Well, if you're, if you're analytical, you know, like Tony and Elisa are, then it works for you. But that's a, that's a perfect example of how we take, it's, it's the NOAA approach. Eat the meat, spit out the bones. Mm-hmm. And so, we've just taken it and it's like, okay, well, when we do our talks, how are you doing And then we need to ask the question about the love tank. Are your needs being met? Because that's essentially what the question is. Are your needs being met? Mm -hmm. Because you don't want to drift off like we've done in the busy season for three years running. And let your needs, both of us let our needs go unmet because we're too busy surviving. And then get to a point where it's like, hey, we're actually really good at sex Something's missing here. And what is it? And it's like, oh dang, it's been a while. We're in a routine. We're in a rut, etc. So we use those tools and we have adapted them to fit our unique relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what we're that's what we're promoting here. You know, because this this show could be just a lot of really good information, but if you don't do anything ...then it's not going to do anything. You know, you have to grow... ...you've got to do the footwork yourself. You have to... ...work on improving... ...you as a dude... ...and then start talking to your wife... ...about her needs... ...and if they're being met... ...and how that could be better. What would... ...what would she want? And we have all that mapped out for you. And if you don't know where to start... We give you an email address every show. So dive in. Let us know what we can do to help. And a disclaimer goes out all the time. I mean, I'm I'm almost sick of saying it. I mean, we're not licensed professionals, but we are freaking experts that have 22 years of experience pretty short, you know, in a short amount of time here of marriage Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and having this relationship and you know 20 years of being parents everything's not perfect but we do have some perspective that can get you off in the right foot whether you're at six months a year 10 years 15 years or 20 years that's what we're offering you here so then i want you to take a look at these things and i want you to talk about it with your spouse and then make a plan and put it into action put it into practice there's some things that we talk about that are game changer that you can implement immediately
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean just based on the way that you and your your wife your your communication dynamics an immediate game changer for us was coming up with buzzwords to prepare each other that's something you can implement now there's other things that other tools that we're going to give you that take time. It's not going to be, I tried this once and it doesn't work. Or I tried this three times and it doesn't work. And there have been some emails that come in and it's like, well, I did this once with my wife and it didn't work. Why? Very analytical engineer personality. You know, it's supposed to work.
1: Okay, just to put this in a raw, basic just because, probably because we just did this series, but y'all don't try a sexual position once and then go, eh, wasn't great, we're not going to do it again. That's not true. Because if there was any inkling of something in that that was intriguing or kind of worked, or maybe you just needed the kids to shut up so you could actually concentrate, you're going to try it again.
0: Yeah, I mean... So. To
1: say, well, we tried this, and it just didn't work, and no, we're not. Now, there are some things I am not even going to say. There are some things that you'll be like, nah, no. But in the relationship aspect, you know, for us, having hard talks the first time around, it sucked. And we didn't like it. And then once we got to the first one, and Rita said, okay, your homework is to have another hard talk this week about this. Both of us went, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> I mean, I didn't do it. Actually, I didn't, because I wanted to go head first into it. And after the first hard talk, you were you were much more, now you might have been hiding it, but based on what I remember, you were much more open to hear what I had to say. And I mean, there were some big whoppers that came out. I could listen. What what
1: I didn't want was, I I was constantly preparing myself for, oh, God, okay, what's coming now? What's coming out. That was the hard part. But I got to a place after doing the hard talks so often. They're not really hard talks now. Now we're at a place where it's just, you know, I think this is... I, I feel like something's going on and I think we need to talk about it. So I let's, let's have a talk. It's not like the dreaded, we need to talk. That's, we don't do that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. not a hard talk anymore. I mean, finances, they're still hard talks. (laughs) But, um, you know, some of the kids dealing, some of the things dealing with kids, depending on what it is, those can be hard talks. But it's not like it used to be. It's not as scary walking into it now.
0: But yeah, we, but that's because we did the foundational work. Exactly. When it, and I'm the kind of guy that can really just take something literal, at times too literal. And when Coach Rita was like, look, here's what you're going to talk about, okay? I don't want you to take it personal. It's not your job to tell her how she feels. It's your job to listen. Don't take it personal what she says because those are her feelings. And you're not going to explain them away. So whatever they are, they are. And that's what it was. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now, the beauty in that was that's not the way they had to stay didn't have to be that way forever. Yeah. So if we're both saying, I'm going to tell you how I feel. And you're not going to try to fight me back and tell me why I don't feel that way. And I, whatever you tell me, I'm not going to take personal, even though it's about me. It's a weird dynamic. But we're going to put it all out there.
1: But you are allowed to say, I don't understand why you feel that way. Can you Can you explain this to me? Because I'm not seeing what you're trying to tell me. Yeah. That's the whole difference in how this thing came about because what we used to do was dump how we felt and then the other person would dump back, you're wrong, and this is why you shouldn't feel that way and we would go back and forth back and forth back and forth or we would just agree to disagree and we're not going to fix anything, but squash it, we're going to bed anyway.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> but that but... all but that was all like loaded with resentment. Oh, yeah. You know.
1: Until we had that first initial conversation of lay it all out there and don't take it personal. That's probably the hardest yet best piece of advice that we've gotten out of everything is don't take it personal. I'm not responsible for how you feel. I'm not responsible to change how you feel. Yep. I am responsible to change my actions so that I'm not causing those feelings.
0: Yeah. And, then, and like she said, it's like, well there have been times where we're talking about it and, and she she or I is like, well, this is where it's at. And it's like, well, I do take some issue with that because that's not how I think. And this is how I think. And it's like, oh, crap. Well, I thought you thought X, Y, Z. that's because you didn't ask me. Mm-hmm. You just assumed. And so... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you're an ass, Mr. Grinch. So there, that... those are some of the very foundational things that we learn. That's why hard talks, even though they're uncomfortable now, that's why we can have them, because we actually went back and we rebuilt the foundation of us. And some of those things we disarmed. Because now we know. Now I understand that my wife is never going to do something that's going to hurt me on purpose. At least that's not her makeup. Some of the things she does might frustrate me or hurt. But it's not going to be something that she's intentionally doing to me. Mm-hmm. That really helped me out a lot.
1: Yeah, because it disarms you. You start When you don't realize and you don't know how to talk to somebody or you don't know how to put out there in a vulnerable setting how you truly feel because you're afraid of the ammo being used against you, you, you're always looking for, if I tell you this, what are you going to do with it? If I give you this piece of me, what, what's going to happen to me when you get upset with me? Are you going to go after it? There's always, unfortunately, we're taught, and it, it's everywhere. It's not just growing up. It's everywhere. You are, we are taught that you can manipulate somebody when you know their weakness. And some people do it intentionally. Some people, I, I don't think they realize they're doing it until they catch it. I didn't realize there were things that I was doing. It was like, ooh, that's not my intention at all. I was not meaning to, to upset you with that at all. I didn't know you thought that way. But realizing that we have such a different way of thinking mm-hmm. helped us change how we say things so that the other person isn't taking it wrong or ask questions and like, go, okay, wait, 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 back up because you're saying this and I I'm this is what I'm hearing and if I'm not right I need to know because if I am right this is gonna piss me off <laughs> but you know it's it's having that ability to communicate I mean we it's the same thing with the kids. When we found out that the kids had learning disabilities, we had to learn how they learn mm-hmm. how do they understand things Kirsten for example, when she was small, she caught every fifth word stuck. And she didn't understand no and don't. These two words, for some reason to her, they sound the same, but they do not have the right meaning. So when we tell her, don't touch the light, she'd hear, touch the light, and she'd start flipping the switch. And we used to think, you, Henri little... You're doing it on purpose. Easy,
0: mama.
1: We thought she was doing it on purpose, but then we found out she's not doing it on purpose. She's only registering the last two things she hears. Even now, if you give her a choice and you say, do you want the pink crayon? Or the red crayon, the last two words you said, she will say it every single time, red crayon. You can't test her verbally for anything because the last thing you say is going to be her answer. We didn't know that. I don't know why her brain works that way, but we figured it out over time. So now when we want her to do something, we make sure that what we want is in the last part of that sentence. What did daddy say? Daddy said, no lights. What did daddy say? No lights. Okay, she doesn't repeat the whole sentence, but she knows the last two words. Yeah, you know? or or when hands you off. <laughs> don't touch. She'll look right at you and go, anything. You don't even have to finish the sentence anymore. But if yeah. we had to learn how they comprehend so that we could learn how to teach them and how to communicate with them so that they could understand what we want from them. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: it's the same with your spouse. I mean, like Jeannie said... You know, our our personalities, Bill and Rita, I think I'd be the Rita, you'd be the Bill. Yeah. Um, are similar. But our backgrounds are not. No. The way we were raised in our homes are not.
1: Oh, Lord, no.
0: Just because our personalities are similar does not mean that we're going to be exactly the same. So, for context, you know, you have to... What is, what's best for you is to just do exactly what we're telling you in this sense. You have to work it out for your relationship.
1: You have to figure out what, what works for the two of you. I mean, we have a very different dynamic with our household and our family, there's not very many families that have twins and triplets and special needs and three autistic kids and have adopted children all at the same time. Our life is very very different, so we took the tools that we've gained over the years from various different places: books, Rita, counseling, seminars. Um, I mean, just we've done so podcast many podcasts after podcast right. after podcast. For we've me. done. All sorts of different things. And we still do because Quincy and I are both of the same mind as far as there's always more to learn. There's always more yeah. to to do. But we still take what they have. Most of the time, I can give you the example of the marriage thing that we went to. There were ten different things that they covered in that particular seminar. Of the ten, two were issues that we still deal with. And we were able to identify immediately, these are the two areas that we struggle. The other eight areas, we have a pretty good hold on. Had you asked us to go to this thing 12 years ago, we would have been like one, two, three, four, all the way down to 10 because we struggled in all of it. Yeah. But we took just those two areas and we honed in on those two things because those are the areas that we suck. And the other eight, we gleaned over it and we, we still did the the sessions with it, but we both looked at each other and it was like, oh, you know what? Okay, I get what they're saying here. This, this is a hard talk. This is what this is about. This is rules of engagement. They're talking about certain words that you do or don't say, or how you have an open heart conversation. And for Quincy and I, those are rules of engagement. These are certain things that we put into play before we have a hard talk so that there's no intentional hurt feelings, no ammunition. And we can both walk out of it being able to lay everything on the table and come to some kind of agreement or resolution, but being able to look at other people's stuff and say, okay, well, they're labeling it as a communication. um, Like, what was it? It was, um, I forgot how they labeled it. It's like a communication thing, like a communication starter, a conversation starter. And both of us are looking at the things that they were giving so that you could ease into a conversation that was difficult. For us, it's questions. It's Like, oh, these are Rita questions. Like, I could look at the communication thing they gave us and both of us in the middle of the seminars. Oh, no, no, these are Rita questions. These are the ones that it's like, so what does this look like? And can I dig a little deeper? Do I have permission to go a little farther? I hate that question. You know, these were things that we knew. So all you're doing is you're taking what you're what we have, you're listening to it, maybe making your own notes, and maybe you realize speed bump is my keyword. Okay, speed, you'll hear that throughout the podcast. That is my biggest buzzword is speed bump. That's my stop everything. Quincy's is stop everything. Everything's going to hell. We need to just stop everything, regroup, restart. Everybody needs to be on the same page. For me, it's speed bump. Maybe for you guys, it's something totally different. Maybe it's not messing up your schedule or stopping your routine that causes right. a problem. Maybe it's simply, you know, we, we've got um, a major financial situation coming up and that's something that you know is going to stall where your, your headspace is for the day and you need to come up with a word for that. Take what we've done and adjust it to whatever it is that you're dealing with. Yep. And put it in terms that work for you. Some people use sports. We use sports analogies all the time because that's that's our family. We love sports. Yep. But if that's not you and you're into music or something else, find what works. Put the keywords together that it only works between you and your spouse.
0: Yeah, build your language so it's not complicated to understand.
1: And it's not something that everybody else has to know about. I mean, Quincy and I could be public. And if he stops me and says, ooh, speed bump. I know immediately what he's talking about. People around us don't have to know what he's talking about, nor do they need to know that I have anxiety at the moment. It's a personal thing between us. Yeah. But it's still something that you can do. I mean, we all have those things where we tell each other, you know, hey, we need sex tonight, without saying we need sex tonight in front of the kids. Yeah. It's the same concept.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And I think think that's a great way um, to kind of wrap up what we're talking about The final thing I'll talk about is if if you're brand new to the program, welcome, you freaking stud. Or if you've been around for a while but maybe you've forgotten, what we do is we lay out a journey, a game plan, and a playbook. Now, we have done some series about different topics, but typically we will put out a journey episode just to tell you what our story is. Then we'll we'll give you a game plan. That game plan is how we came up with the journey. What did we learn from the journey? What are some of the key points, the aha moments that helped us understand what this journey conversation was about? And then we give you the playbook. Because that's something that I've told Jeannie for many years. It's like, if you like this, or you want this, or this makes you happy, give me the playbook. I'm not a mind reader. I've looked all over Walmart. I've even checked Amazon. They don't sell Jedi mind tricks. They don't sell the ability to read somebody's mind. And if they are selling it, it's probably going to work out like Uncle Rico's time machine and Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) So buyer beware. Um, That's where the playbook came from. It's like, tell me. Just open up to me. Tell me what makes you tick and I'm going to run that play. I'll get very creative. Timing is everything even when you're calling plays on the football field. Um but that that's where this came from. So when you see it's not all the time. There will be a journey check-in just to tell you where we're at. But and then sometimes there's
1: where we're at is pretty screwed up. That's why we want you to know you're not the only one's going through crap right now. So are we?
0: Exactly. And then the other thing is if you have suggestions of things that have worked for you, we're wide open to, to hear and listen to that. And we that's might why even I, bring
1: you on to talk about it.
0: We might even bring you on to talk about it. So that's the way that you can... It's the how-to. How to learn, how to listen, how to listen and how to learn to the Man versus Marriage podcast. And it's very important that you share this with your friends and uh, your loved ones that listen to the podcast. Maybe you've made a suggestion... Share this episode. It's extremely important so that they can best utilize our content to improve their relationship, to improve their self. Um, And then ensure that you go to Podcast.com. That's our website. Sign up to subscribe. It costs you nothing. And when we start ripping out um, information, you will be one of the first people to get it. And that's coming for our book, for new episodes, etc. I'm not going to spam you with crap that doesn't matter. That I hate that. I hate getting those things. You may not receive anything for a month or two. You might thank me for that. But you'll know when an email comes out that it's going to have some meaning. There's going to be a reason for it. So that'll wrap this episode up. I love this episode. Not because it was my idea, because I believe it's relevant and it can help. What do you say, honey?
1: Okay. Okay. Oh, my.
0: Okay. Well, she is Ginny Moran, and I am the cute dog. And this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. Perfect. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man Vs. Merit, the podcast.